This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport fan network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win... Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This programme was previously broadcast live on Love Sport Radio so some items may be out of date. Phone-in elements of these shows are not available. But if you'd like to comment or give us feedback on our shows, you can tweet us at Lovesport Radio. For more podcasts or to listen live, visit lovesportradio.com. Alternatively, you can find this and other podcasts on iTunes or Spotify using the keyword Lovesport. A week of claret and blue went from boohoo to woohoo as Chelsea triumphed over Aston Villa on Wednesday to banish <laughs> well, hey, those well, West Ham well, well, woes. Well, there we go. What a start. I'm going to carry on. And they say you put no work oh, wow. into exactly. this show. Wow. I tell you what, gents. I tell you what. You banished those West Ham woes from last week. I'm going to finish this because I started it. Back Yeehaw to winning to ways poo-ha. and back with Tammy on top. Mr. Abraham, of course, returning to the side and bagging his 11th of the season before Mason Mount nabbed the winner to see the Blues comfortably nestled in those top four spots. This is the Chelsea Fan Show. Of course, it could be no other. With me, Matt Beadle and the boys from the Chelsea Fan Cast, Stanford Chich. Hello. Jonathan Kidd. Guido. And Clayton Beerman. Hello. Gents, great to have you on. But before we get into all that aforementioned football action, there has been some monumental news in the world of Chelsea FC yeah, this afternoon. Jo- Jonathan's drinking something that's <laughs> deeply unpleasant looking. Is that the big news you're thinking about? Oh, wow. What on earth is that? I'm not telling you. Some sort of red-based drink. Interesting. Okay. He's probably drinking somebody's blood. <laughs> <laughs> But gents, it, it feels out. like it feels like a weight. Not so much a weight, but that a ban has been lifted. Uh, a ban has been lifted from our shoulders. I have to say I'm very cross because I wrote oh. the running order yesterday and I had to change it before I left today to <laughs> include the transfer ban and and Marco Silva being sacked and all this rubbish. But uh, I don't Mind know you, where the I stand. was on inevitable, it. Yeah. and the rumor was that it was all very likely the ban would be lifted. Only if you listen to your sources. Well, I do. You As know, you know, HP no, but sources. also the fact that Buck made that statement about, you know, all yeah. there being zillions, it, it, it was leading that way, wasn't he? He yeah. obviously had a very good, uh, um, they had a very good uh, appeal, didn't they? So, Did you see uh, the statement that Chelsea released today? No. I've only just yeah. read it, actually. I was, was going to bring it up. I'd like to know so, all about it. So basically, the club, I mean, Chich? Well, they stuck the boot into FIFA. Absolutely. It was amazing. Yeah. I mean, you know, basically they... I mean, I, I, I could bring it up, but I won't. Um, I can paraphrase it because basically they said that if FIFA don't, you know, treat every case, you, you know, fairly on the same basis, then it's making a mockery of their system and their regulations because they basically had a dig at them Over for treating City. them. Yeah, absolutely. For, for, for treating them differently to the way they treated City. And uh, that there were uh, in in uh, you know discrepancies between all sorts of different regulations. They really hammered them, didn't they, Matt? They did absolutely, and I think it makes sense because Good City, you know, City were found to have broken rules, right, on mm. signing young players, which is where this ban came from. Exactly. And the Court of Arbitration for Sport, I think, yeah, I think that you know they the the questions have to be asked as to why City did not get they a ban. Fine, didn't they? They got a, a fine. fine. And so, it's, did, it's, weren't, weren't they saying that they fessed up quicker than we did? 
and that and that was sort of taken into consideration the fact that they admitted it, whereas we actually fought it. Um, and yeah, but-, but but ultimately, we were playing on a different playing field because the whole thing with the um, the bans against Atletico Madrid and Barcelona, they were given a window to stock up before yep. their ban came mm. in. They hammered us, didn't which, they? Which, yeah. they did, which we didn't get. And then there was a disparity bef- between us and Man City. So <sighs> You did, the- however, you, you were able to sign Pulisic and there was a loophole with Mateo Kovacic as well. I don't, which, I don't think they were loopholes. Not a loophole. It was, he the, was the already facts. on loan. Yeah, and I mean, and, the, uh, and we bought um, uh, Pulisic the year before, so the season before. Yeah. So, so I, I think it, 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 I mean he was on a, a, a loan contract with an option to buy, so mm. that contract was already yeah. in existence. Yeah. So that's why it wasn't caught. And Pulisic was bought in December when they obviously got the nod that they were going yeah. to get. Mm. But the reality, the reality is, you know, whatever the, you know, I mean, the rea- Cass have sided with us against FIFA here, mm. so that should tell you everything you need to know. I mean, they're impartial, but uh, it now appears that we can buy players in January, and and I'm not, I'm I'm feeling really, I mean, we we talked funny enough, we, yeah. we we were prescient on Monday, weren't we? Because we did talk about That's this a little bit. Word, isn't it? Yes, very thank good, you very. very good. Yeah. Yes, are you, are you omniprescient? <laughs> And now it's it just that drink. Prescient. Prescient. Prescient, I think. Prescient. I like it. I like your... Pre- that's good, regardless. I'm uh, hoping for many prescients yeah, at yeah. Christmas. If you went to public school, you would say prescient. Yes, you would. Can I say and it I like didn't, that then? I didn't, so I went prescient. Prescient. Okay, so bottom line is uh, we can now buy players. And I'm, I'm, as you know, a bit conflicted about this. Yeah, because I think we all are. Well, I, th- I wondered if we would be. Yeah. Because I think it, it's kind of borderline naive to assume you, you, you don't need to strengthen your squad or buy I was having a really interesting chat with John your leads man who's coming in after us who's a very good good guy actually I was explaining the situation to him and say I wonder how the club will view it because I think that really there's only one place in the top four up for grabs and that's fourth box I'm pretty sure City, Liverpool and Leicester have got the other three places sewn up and we are currently in fourth but if the kids go on a bit of a dip of form in the new year which they might or or we get a few injuries that we can't ride out, Tammy, for example, which could happen. I mean, surely the club will want to get into the Champions League again next year. We all do too, surely. I think we could use now, the West, now we've got West close Ham enough. game as an example of how, yeah. what, how there was no, there isn't a great deal no. of depth in the squad. Not not, not up front anyway. But, no. you know, it, it, because I know it sounds a bit churlish because our expectations were set so much lower at the beginning of the season. But having got as far as we've got and done so yeah. well, yeah. to miss out for want of strengthening the depth in the squad in the in January I think would be a bit foolish although I don't want it to bed block any of the youngsters coming through I think through. as I said at the very beginning of the season that if we happen to get through the group stage of the uh, Champions League and have the ban rescinded we'd be in a perfect position to strengthen the squad get up for they can get a couple of marquee players mm. if this happened to be the case you can so buy that, you can you, but, they're but, not they're not cup tied anymore apparently because i said this on a show the other week and well, some lad tweeted me and said no that, that stopped That's a couple of years stopped, ago has it apparently. so you could buy whoever you wanted to come i mean in. i could i, I don't case, know the be, veracity they'd be of that, much but, stronger for the champions league if they but, can but buy that, somebody but that, they, yeah but now now we've got this real dilemma and it's like you said because you take this season and it was a growing season it was a you know, let's see what we can do with what we've got season. And the expectations were sort of fairly middling to low. Mm. And then we had this great start to the season and we're in a, a really good position. And one, you don't want to spoil the equilibrium. Two, you don't want to block the youth coming through. But three, are we now saying that we have to get fourth? You know, because that that's what you're implying. No, you're I'm not, not saying go, that. Or no, go I, further I, in the Champions I, League. I didn't say that. But I'm saying, I'm saying, look, if if we've got this close, if we've got a sniff of it, it would be a real shame to not achieve it through want of, you know, being able to strengthen okay. the squad. Because okay. if you just to reel back a second, Clayton, because of course at the beginning of the season we went into it on the assumption that we wouldn't be able to buy any players. In that case, well, therefore our expectations are lower. Now that has changed, as have our expectations, as have how well we've performed. So why not? Yeah? I, I sort of. Sort of, because what would you be saying if we were mid-table? If if we were where we thought wait we till, were going to be? Wait till be? the summer. Exactly. 
So I think it's quite difficult. I mean, I'd be quite interested. I mean, there's a lot of talk about Sancho, and I, I don't know whether we need Sancho. I mean, Sancho's a great player, but whether he fits in with what we're trying to do, I, I don't know. made up. Rubbish. No, I don't think so. What does I th- Ron I th- say? I th- I th- Ron says exactly what I've He makes it made up. Yeah. Mm. But I think that the, the whole fact of the friendship with Tammy and uh, Ruben and whatever, I think they're, you know, if he, if he was going to leave, then it seems like a good place for him to come. But I think the, the most important thing, and, and we've talked about this even before the transfer ban, is we have to stop buying Zappa Costas and drink waters. Mm. You know, if we've got this totally ban, agree. go out and buy Kudabali. Oh, go out and buy Sancho. It needs to be a top, top player. It's supposed we've, to be Dembele. Dembele you know, is we've apparently proved, on the radar. These kids have proved that we've got the squad. Yeah. We don't need squad players. We need marquee signings now. Well, I, yeah. and I, I'd I don't say world-class players. Yeah. We're and two I, or three short. Sorry, I don't right. think that January is the time to do well, it. Well, I'm agreed with that now, to I, a degree. I mean, the Sancho thing, we could do what we did with Pulisic. Yeah. I think we could go out, we could buy him and then park him. Yeah. What about Zahar being apparently on the radar? <sighs> we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, didn't mm. we? I don't. I really don't know. I mean, if, can he play a number nine? Can he play down the middle? Is, is there any fear here, gents, and I could be way off the mark here, but is there any fear that this, and you alluded to this, Chidge, that this has slightly affected the illusion of what this season was going to be in the sense that Chelsea were going to create this this new identity with these youngsters coming through and you weren't going to have to spend any money. And now that it almost <clears> seems <throat> because this transfer ban has been lifted that it's almost a case of we must sign. Do you think Frank will feel like that, that he has to sign one because the transfer ban's been well, lifted? Well, uh, who knows? Uh, I mean, there are so many un- imponderables at the moment. One is how much Frank de- really does want to buy some new players and or protect the uh, the youngsters in the squad. How much of the club, you know, desperate to spend some money having, you know, because we know that from the last few years, their policy actually without a transfer ban has been one in, one out, no over 30s. So how do we, you know, do we know that that's changed? Also, do we do we think that they, you know, have they learned from their mistakes? You know, bus- buying players on a whim from a manager like Conte or Sarri and then ending up with a drink water or Zappacosta etc 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 I mean we don't know what's changed one hopes that they've learned one, from these one lessons one thing that has changed is we've got a director of football who's actually got a brain in his head who's that? Petr Cech it's, he's not a director of football mate well he's sort of alright he's not a director of football what but, is his role? but I was reading that he is involved in talking about bringing players in but, with, yeah, but with Marina as is Scott McClacken as is Marina as is Roman inevitably and Frank of course there's a whole team of them but Peter Cech ain't no traditional director of food. He doesn't he's not in the role no, that we would if, commonly if he was sitting down with Michael Emanalo or sitting down with Petr Cech and talking about players I think Michael Emanalo was more of a director of football than Petr Cech no, from well, what he I was understand a football, yeah but from what he? I understand I don't think Petr Cech's role Maybe. is okay. predominantly well, that all right I stand corrected. From what I tell, my sources tell me, and they ain't big Ron, all right? Yeah. It, it, the thing with, and this is the issue with these roles now within clubs, right? So as, as I understand it, Petr Cech came in as almost a buffer for, for between player yeah, and board relations, in yeah, a sense, right? A sense. Helps them understand exactly what's going on. Yeah, more or less. Mm. I think there's, it's, it's around that kind of thing. But it's not the traditional role of a director of football. The director of football basically, you know, runs the footballing side of that club, you mm. know, and that's the law. Manager reports into them effectively. Yeah, but Frank would never have accepted that. Yeah, but the, the, but Petacek was was well. Who knows? We don't know we because Petacek was in place a before Frank that's turned right, up. And B, he's not the director of football. There's only one director of football at Chelsea. And that's Roman Marina. Ro- no, Roman Abramovich. <laughs> that's the point. I mean, going back to, to to what you were saying, Clayton. If you want Chelsea to compete for Premier League titles and Champions League titles, which we do in the full knowledge that we know we probably won't be able to this year, yep. I would say we are, you know, the, the area in which we are lacking is two or three experienced world-class players. Because last year we had two world-class players. We had Kante and we had Hazard. This year we have one definite world-class player in Kante. Arguably, Jorginho is getting close. But as, it, as is Kovacic. Well, you're close, but they're not there yet, I no, don't think. Because no. you've got to do it season in, season out. Yeah. So we are short there. So I think if we are going to buy anywhere, and this is why I, I would agree with you, that I think waiting until 
the summer makes far more sense. Unless somebody's available. Yeah, but it can be squeezed out, which is yeah. I mean, like Chilwell's talked about. I can't. Didn't Leicester are not going to let Chilwell go go in January. They'd be insane no to do that. Madness. So, you know, go after two or three world-class players in the positions that we need to strengthen, stroke, replace. We know it. We know left back is one. Mm. We know William can't go on forever. Although you could argue that we've got his replacement in uh, in Hudson Odoi, but Pedro's going to go too. Um, there's an argument for a centre back, possibly. Uh, I mean, you know, there are arguments all over the pitch, really. But what I really, really, really don't want to see is one having the boat rocked in terms of the morale of the kids, and I don't want them to be bed blocked because it it'll just mean that this has been for nothing this year. The one, the one area that you could definitely say that you're not blocking any kids is up front. Because there is nothing up front. But if you, you get a world class striker, how's Tammy, Tammy going to get in? No, but I don't. I don't th- who well, else is going to sit on the bench to Tammy? Then? I mean, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, where who who are you looking at? I mean, the the the, the one that I think is quite interesting is is it Timo Verma? Timo Werner, yeah. I, I think he's to. quite interesting, and he's got a twenty million buyout clause, and he's very good, and he's quite young, so you wouldn't actually expect him to be. Walking straight walking in, walking straight in, and nor would and, he. And the, the same, yeah. the same you could say about Harland as well. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. I don't know whether he's sort of wedded to go to Manchester United. Isn't he a bit old now? <laughs> <laughs> and how's his knee after Roy Keane? It's getting better. <laughs> well, the, yeah, the, the, the thing with the thing with the plas- Harland, the plaster's off. Yeah. <laughs> the thing with Harland is that it's not. Listen, it's one of those where Manchester United appear to be the front runners, but you don't know Werner as well. Apparently, Manchester United interested in him. He's got a, a good relationship with Jurgen Klopp. So that's a potential option. I think whatever happens, he'll probably end up in the Premier League. But it wouldn't surprise me as well if Bayern Munich came in with an 11th hour swoop for someone like Timo Werner. Of course, having a very good season for both club and country as well after the the poor 2018 showing from him in the World Cup. Great discussion, fillers. Thoroughly enjoyed that. Great start to the show on this, the Chelsea Fan Show on Lusport. For the fans, by the fans, Love Sport Radio. It's the Chelsea Fan Show here on Love Sport. Me, Matt Beadle, with the boys from the Chelsea fan cast, Stanford Chidge, Clayton Beerman and Jonathan Kidd. Kiddo. Back-to-back defeats, fellas. Returned with a win against Villa, of course, in the week. 2-1 goals from Tammy Abraham. Another one from Mason Mount as well. That's 11 for the season for Tammy. He is getting better and better and better. However, I would like to just bring up one small thing that irked me. Mm. Not celebrating. Oh, yes, I'm not a fan of that I, at all. I, 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 I thought, I mean, <coughs> apart from VAR killing goal celebrations oh, generally, yep. first I thought, oh, he's not celebrating because he thinks he's offside. And then I realised why he wasn't celebrating. And I actually wondered whether if he'd scored that goal down the other end, whether he would have celebrated. It's yes. the fact he was actually standing in front of them. But no, I... I, I then why didn't he se- turn around and bow to them? Or I'm just sorry, at least yeah. wave at I mean, them or something? Like, Jimmy, all like Jimmy did when he apologised well, yes. for scoring. Well, you know, he yes. should have given them the you-know-what and dropped his shorts and made an absolute... You know, you know, that's, that's a football and I like. Be, and then be sent off. None yes. of this respect. Rub- well, Mike, remember Mike Summerby used to do that? Quite frequently, used to drop his shorts at opposition fans. Yes, I think the law G- came with in other with other hand, was, other yes, hand gestures. Yes, that, no, yes abusive. No, they don't work on radio so well, but you know what I'm talking about. It was very strange. It was strange. I, I just think I, I don't know whether we've had this conversation on the show before, but yes, he was brilliant for Villa last season. Yes, he might have a little affinity with the club. But he was his on loan for a year. Exactly, and yeah. his employers have always been yeah. Chelsea. Yeah. So they were paying him. Yeah. Exactly, and the argument is, yeah, okay, you, you don't want to show disrespect to your former, not really, employers, but you're actually disrespecting your current employers yeah. by not celebrating. Do you know what? If it had been me, I'd have been, apart from dropping my shorts and, you know, issuing all sorts of hand gestures... I'd be pointing at the badge, pointing at them again, going, hey, laughing. Let's see. Yeah, but you know, then that's you, you'd have undone all the, I'd have the, caused a the, riot, the great mate. affection that he created I'd have caused a in riot. the year, you know, in the year that he was there. Uh, I'd have caused a riot, mate. Yeah. But anyway, that's me. Yeah. Can I just make a point very briefly about <laughs> yes. the, the referee? I'm sorry to be tedious about this. New guy I'd never heard of called Chris Cavanaugh. No, I've heard of him. And, um, and you haven't? Yeah. Oh, but anyway, it was like watching somebody doing a Sunday league game. Yeah. Spent nearly all of the time See, he, in the centre circle, running the diagonal and paying no attention. He couldn't. The, the, the linesmen were making no decisions. That's why he was so dreadful. He, he was making decisions from 35 yards yeah. away from what was going on. Was absolutely dreadful. Can I, can I say something in his defence? Yeah, go on then. <laughs> <laughs> what would it be? He was the, wearing the, a nice pair of shorts. He had no, a nice cerise no, shirt. Yeah, the yeah. fact, the <laughs> fact that he wasn't blowing up 
every single time anybody got touched. He was actually try. I think he was try. I think he was don't, trying don't to keep the wrong. game going. I think he was incompetent. Yeah. But I actually think he tried to keep the game going because yeah, there but, were there were occasions when our guys were pushed off and their guys yeah, were pushed off, yeah. and he waved play on. And I think we've forgotten because football is just such a non-contact sport now. We've forgotten what it's like to actually just wave so play on. So there was that wonderful moment where the um, but he was, one of their players um, thought he was fouled and got up and then kicked Willian, uh, and he just yeah. gave him a talking McGinn. to. McGinn. Yeah, and Willian was almost... Should have been a sh- yellow card. Of course I cannot should. believe it wasn't. Of course it should. And he, he just Jack gave, Grealish just gave pushing him a, gave him a whoever he pushed. Yeah, I can't yeah. remember. Kovacic, and and it? the constant battle between Grealish and Willian, which was actually quite funny. And Kante, Quite actually. funny in the Kante end. Kante did foul Grealish quite they, a lot. They appeared not to uh, to ever have a conversation. All they did was mime to each other. He, he's the most fouled player in the in the Premier League. He's the apparently. foulest player in the Premier League, I believe I that. Say, and I, I think, I think you're Grealish, just a mm, Mason Mount. Quickly, I think Grealish is a very good player. Yeah, he's I, just I a agree. Mm, very, Mason very Mount, good. I agree. Those curling crosses, he's very Beckham like. Yeah. Very good. I'm really good impressed player. with him. It's interesting, you know. Yeah. So. It is indeed. We're going to get back on to this discussion in a moment, chaps, but we've got Ben, a caller on the line now, wants to talk the transfer ban and potential signings. Hello, Ben. Hello, guys. You all right? Yeah, hello, hello Ben. You all right? Good to have right? you on, Ben. What would, what would you like yeah, to talk yeah. about, Ben? Yeah, yeah. Well, no, just the uh, the transfer ban, really. Um, and to actually also to say how great it is to speak to uh, Chis and Jonathan, of course, Clayton. Lovely. Uh, Thanks, you know, mate. Yeah, mate, big, mate. Big That's fans, a fiver yeah. I owe you. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I need I need to get my uh, my backside in gear really and get out to to the bridge a bit more often. It's been mm. far too long, so I'll finally meet you guys. Lovely, that'd be um, great. Absolutely. Um, I just I just kind of wanted to touch on the uh, the tr- the transfer ban being lifted, and now it could be a bit of a double edged sword. Mm. You guys were talking about the uh, the positions uh, potentially who we need to replace, like Chilwell, Sancho being mentioned. I'm going to throw this one out there. And Clayton, I know you're a fan of Kepa. Oh, and it's not that I'm not a fan oh, of Kepa. Here's it, here it comes. Um, <laughs> but I think, I, I think potentially we need someone to galvanise him. Just okay. to give him, a bit, give him a bit of a, a kick up the backside. Because okay. I think you're as, absolutely spot on. I think they'll buy um, yeah. somebody who isn't a top player, but they'll buy somebody who's like somebody who will just put pressure on him. Like a Heaton. And, yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Nick somebody Pope. of that ilk. Nick Pope, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and Foster maybe, even maybe the Ajax yeah. keeper. Yeah, the Ajax keeper Onana. Like Onana. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's good, I, isn't he? Yeah, yeah fantastic. Name. Yeah, he might want, he might want to play for a big club. Yeah, <coughs> and even the um, <laughs> even the Valencia keeper was was great the other night. Well, actually, it's a very good question actually. And have you got Ben on the line? And it kind of fits in with what we were talking about because I, I I put this in the running order, Ben, because I walked. Well, I wasn't actually at the game on Wednesday because I, I I had to work. Ooh. The boo had to work in Southampton, but. I watched the television. I went away from there, and I, I said to my—I actually did mutter this to myself, as I, as I, I am wont yeah. to do. Yeah. Why is it that all opposition goalkeepers turn into flaming Gordon Banks when they play Chelsea at Stamford Bridge, Ben? What is all yeah, that about? Quite. Heaton was fantastic, uh, yeah, yeah. wasn't he? No, Heaton, <laughs> he was, uh, Heaton yeah, very, is very good. fantastic. He's a very good. He's a very good. I was yeah, asking but Ben, make, but then you make the why isn't he therefore? Kepper is isn't this of the same. Ilk, is he? He's not good enough in comparison with Heaton. Ben, what do you think? I've been given a dirty look, by the way. Ben. I do. No, I, I do. <laughs> I mean, I, I do. I do like Kepa. I do. I just. I just but. Think with the with the, the fee, yes, but with the with the seventy one million pound fee over his head, I think time will tell if he's going to be worth that that amount. I mean, I, I didn't want this kind of call to just turn in all about Kepa, but. You know, this being the season of patience, it'll be unfair to me yeah. to be understand of say Tem- Tammy, for example. Mm. You know, not scoring for a couple of games and then for me to kind of really hound Kepa. And, and he I made a great think... save at the end of the the Villa game. Yeah. Oh, did he? He, he did. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was a very good save. And actually, but it I was think... straight at him though, wasn't it? No, no, it was oh, a, you're harsh. It was a good are. save from Douglas Louise. Absolutely. It would, yeah, it was a good have, save. And it would have been a terribly undeserved draw had, oh, yeah, had that gone in. But I think as well, Ben, the key thing here is that you look at a lot of the top clubs now in the Premier League, they all have three, I'm not going to say world-class goalkeepers, but three solid goalkeepers. And Chelsea yeah. just don't have that this oh, season. Oh, what's wrong with big no. Willie Cavallero, sure, but, that, but that's two. Well, Argentina goalkeeper, that's, mate. That's where, two. where would you like me to start? Prone, yeah, prone oh. to one absolute major well, error per game. Okay, well, Ben, it, let, okay, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll so shift ben, it along. Ben, who, do you, who would you like us to sign? I've... 
It's, I think, it, realistically, looking at January, I would probably give a shout-out to Nick Pope. Mm. Um, I think he's a realistic target. I'm not saying he's, uh, you know, a, a really world-class player, but I think he's quite... He's the right side of 30, uh, and I think he could kind of... I think he could step in if needs be, because with the greatest <laughs> respect to Caballero, we all know who's number one between those two. You know, as as good as what you know Woody has been for us in the past and stuff, we all know who's number one. We wait to the summer, even though he will cost an absolute arm and leg. Maybe Donnarumma from AC Milan, mm. very very young keeper, very looks very very promising. Um, but you know, Kepa might come good, and I really really hope he does because because I, I, it's not like I dislike him. I just uh, there's just there's just moments where I'm just like, oh no, don't do that, and then he, uh, his positioning could be better, you know, and. Chidge, I think you've said there has been an element of of smoke hands. No, no, that's 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 uh, that's Tony. Tony that's Tony one of Tony's. Cover. Yeah, uh, Tony's, Tony's Tony's with okay. the smoke hands. Yeah. I, look, I, I think <laughs> okay, he, that that penalty save was very smoke handed, wasn't it? Oh, Clayton! <laughs> Clayton's upset, Ben. Clayton's, look, I, I, I'd say, I'd say Ben. I would say, you know, he's not he's not perfect by any means. He's he, no, I no. worry about. Some of his saves where his his you know wrists do look a bit weak. I worry. I tell you what, I worry most about. I worry about the fact that I don't think he imposes himself on the penalty area like I expect and hope a keeper would do. Yeah. But I think yeah, he's I agree, he's yeah. he's young. He's what 22, 23. Yeah. Yeah. That's like older, I think. Like twenty five. Twenty. Is he is he really? God yeah. blimey! So he's yeah, older he's than I thought. Yeah. yeah. But he's, that's still back, young. Huge. That's still young in goalkeeper terms, you know. But I mean, Matt 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 does a goalkeeper podcast with mm. a very good goalkeeper in Richard Lee in his day. What do you two think about the situation? Kepa has come up many many times. Yeah, I, I think he with might regards have. to commanding his box, that's the issue with that. David De Gea is very much the same in the sense that he doesn't come for anything. De Gea, if you watch him in ninety minutes, he barely comes for anything, and that's because he backs himself. He backs himself to stop anything that comes his way, and I think Kepa is the same with that. Is. Kepa is slightly culpable of the arm swing that we're seeing now with a lot of goalkeepers. Now they call it like the ski arms, where they have their arms backwards to really try and gain some momentum. But sometimes you haven't got the speed and the agility that can affect you when you dive. I think Ben, just to finish on what you're saying about Nick Pope, I think the issue here is that he's the closest now than he's probably ever been to dislodging Jordan Pickford as England's number one, and if if he goes to Chelsea and isn't yeah, a guaranteed blow. starter yeah. ahead of the Euros next summer, he won't be England's number one. And I think he's really got ambitions of of making that spot his own. So I think to go out for Nick Pope, whilst it would be a great acquisition, would be very difficult in January. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think anyone's going to be difficult in January. I mean, I would, I would absolutely love us to sign Ben Chilwell, but we're not going to get him in January. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a difficult time. I mean, I didn't want the transfer ban to be lifted. I, I, I wanted us to wait till the summer, you know, and just kind of shake all the cobwebs, kind of get a squad together, get a core together and then reapproach it. And as you know, as as Chid just said, you know, assign a couple of you know, world class players, put them in there and not to kind of compromise the youth coming through because mm-hmm. it's it's this season, not because we're winning trophies or because we're gonna be up there like we have done in the past, but it's been one of the best seasons in my lifetime as a Chelsea fan just because of the pure uh, feel-good factor of it. It's been... It's the been joy great. involved has been fantastic, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Great. And Jonathan, I just, I wanted to say, uh, actually, I was watching Flushed Away with my son earlier, <laughs> and I know you're, uh, you're, you're Barnacle, aren't you? Oh, I, oh, I am, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah thank you. I think I've got one, also, one line as Barnacle, yeah. I think, yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. In fact, and I wasn't uh, casting it. Or is it Hagrid in the Harry Potter games? Hagrid, right, yeah, on the games, the yeah, well. I am, exactly. All yeah. of them, all the games, and a variety of uh, other characters. Yeah, like um, portraits and... Uh um, and um, uh, what are those? The death, the Death Eaters. I'm a Death Eater. Yeah, well. yeah. Potter, <laughs> put down that wand. Ben, a great end to this call. Thank you very Cheers, much for ben, joining us on the Chelsea Fan ben. Show. Cheers. Well done. This done. is the Chelsea <laughs> Fan Show on Love Sport, like no other fan show you will ever listen to. <laughs> Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Chidge. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. 
But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chich, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boy's life. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep. NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow. Great. Uh, but yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK. And best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. <laughs> Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. We've all got one, and we're not afraid to put it on display. Our opinions, that is. Share yours now at Love Sport Radio on Twitter, or call us 0208 70 20 558. Love Sport Radio, your fan station. This is the Chelsea Fan Show here on Love Sport. Me, Matt Beadle, with the guys from the Chelsea Fan Cast, Stanford Chidge, Jonathan Kidd and Clayton Beerman. Before we spoke to Ben there, great call, by the way. If you want to get in touch as well, very easy to do so. 0208 70 20 558. You can WhatsApp us on that number or tweet us at Love Sport Radio. Now, we were reflecting on the game with Villa. I don't think we finished that just yet before we move on to the game with Everton, of course, at the weekend. And a bit of background noise as well, just to add to the show. Nothing wrong with that or whatsoever. <laughs> it we... was change. It was change. <laughs> we were reflecting on that game. And something I was going to bring up, Villas, was the fact that Villa this season gave Spurs a game. They gave Arsenal a game. They gave Liverpool a game, of course. And they gave United a game, of course, just two all recently. Did not give Chelsea a game. It no. was a convincing victory. Very convincing. We should have been five, though. Their inability to score is Chelsea's big problem at the moment when they're all over them. And it happened against West Ham. West Ham gained strength from the fact that after the first 20 minutes, they, they, it was still nil-nil. And, uh, um, and I think it's the, that, that is the main Chelsea problem. They are so... Excellent going forward. This is why I keep predicting they'll score four. They should have scored four in that game against Villa. They should have scored four against West Ham. But because they didn't, the opposition then, whether they run out of energy, we were talking about this, whether it's the first 20 minutes, whether it's the same thing that Klopp had when he first managed Liverpool, or even uh, Guardiola with Man City, is they're so galvanised to getting the ideas across and they're so fantastic at attacking that there has to be a period where they, they're, a bit, they're a bit knackered basically, and they just sit back yeah, a little I, bit. Yeah, I think the thing with the Villa game, I mean, when they scored, they'd done nothing in nothing. the first half. Absolutely. Absolutely nothing. And it was it was an atrocious goal to, yeah, to, yeah, to give away. Yeah, it was yeah. just awful. And, and the terrible goal itself was awful. I mean, the fact I mean, that he bumbled just, that over the line. It was... It was it was a, the, the, We've was let a, in this, some this right rubbish this Grealish season. Grealish centre, though, wasn't it? It was no, a, it, was, it wasn't. He, but he well, won the ball game. in Did midfield. He won it? Oh, that's right. And he yeah, sort yeah. of yeah. put it out to the wing. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. sorry, it wasn't Trezeguet. Sorry, no, Trezeguet yeah. scored. El Mahamadi. So, yeah. so when, the, when he hit... See, the thing was, Grealish, in the second half of the first half, really took hold of midfield and was playing very well. Um... But that was a dreadful goal to give away. It was, yeah. Could, there'd been no then, shots at all. But then we scored a fantastic goal. That's the same goal. with West Ham. There'd been no shots at all. It was a fantastic goal. And then, and then and the, the second for half, 25 they were, minutes, yeah, they absolutely hammered them. pummeled them. Yeah. But you have to say that, that Villa defended really no, well. No, and also Heaton had, a, had an absolute... He made a couple of really good saves. The, the save from William yes. uh, was completely brilliant. That, that free kick. Yeah. Yeah. Free kick was great. He was, I, wasn't he? I thought William had a fantastic... He did. I mean, but, the, but there was a spell, half. wasn't oh. there? 20 minutes in yeah. the second half. Yeah. The football we played was scintillating. scintillating. Absolutely Absolutely scintillating. And I don't think anybody would, would, would be able to deal with that. Apart if, from not putting the ball in the flaming net. That's always the case, though. 
Why so, is but that? It's worse Why is Giroud, that? Worse with Giroud playing. That was the thing. So, so what are we attributing this to then? Because look, Tammy Abraham's got 11 goals this season. Well, so Matt, we're Matt, he should have more. I think this is an excellent question, and and I've been pondering this bizarrely enough all day uh, and yesterday. Because it makes no sense, does it? We, we, we've we got a guy who's the second highest scorer in the league. He scored more goals than Aguero and Harry Kane. We've got Mount and Pulisic who together, I think, have scored more goals than Eden Hazard had at this st- stage of the season. And we were a one-man team last year. So we've got players who not only can score, but are scoring. There are other players in the team who have also scored. But the absolute barefaced reality is, I mean, this is a stat that we talked about, I think, last week, or, or I've talked about before, we're 17th in the Premier League for, uh, you know, the ratio of, of goals to chances created. We do not convert our yeah. chances. It takes an awful lot of chances for us to score. So, yeah, on pro rata, we, we do create a lot of chances. But, hey, this the, the point that I'm desperately trying to make yes. is that this is not a new phenomenon. We were like this last year. We hit the woodwork more than any other team in the league, which you can either say is bad luck or bad finishing. We were like it the year before. I mean, you know, I can't... I mean, when was the last time that you would say that we we would create very few chances but score a very high percentage of them? 2005. Was well, I was no, thinking a bit no, more recently. When, when, Mar- when Mourinho no, know, last won the league. Kidding. Yeah. I would say Costa? That, that was our... Yeah, but, but, I, but I don't think you can compare last year to this year because I think the, the build-up was so much more ponderous. Well, you can on that, that on particular that basis, stat of yeah, not yeah. putting chances away, mate. Wait, wait, no, but I'm, what are the, what's the ratio with shots? Because I think we had a large, we've got I a don't large know. I'm gonna, number I'm gonna, of shots. I'm gonna do, look, can I, I, just, I don't know, but I'm going to yeah, do some just, work on it. But oh, I yeah. think the, 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 the point is valid. Sorry, well, can I just going to throw something out there? Because, okay, w- the, the football was scintillating. 25 minutes after we scored, fantastic football. And if you actually boil it down to how many saves Heaton had to make in that period of time, there were loads of blocks and there were loads of, you know, a lot of the time that Pulisic gets into the box. Which he does better and better. One too many touches before shooting. I know he, I'm I'm not trying to criticise him, but I I just think it's factual. And I don't actually think Mason Mount missed a good chance. Tammy Abraham's missed a good chance. But when you think about the saves that Heaton made, he made one save. I can't remember who it was from, but it was over to his right hand side. And then he made the great save from Williams' free kick. But in terms of actual shots, so yes, we're creating an enormous amount of, of pressure. But I don't think in terms of clear-cut chances, you can't look at that game and say, well, we missed okay, X th- number of chances. These are the best stats yeah, that you can on. get off, so, off, off the so flash read, scores. Read that on. 25 goal attempts, mm-hmm. eight, nine shots on goal, six shots off goal, ten blocked shots. Yeah. So, I mean, this is the thing. A lot of them are on target, a lot of them on blocked. And this is why I felt find it really hard to figure it out. Are we just inherently unlucky I mean, is it just, as I said earlier on, that goalkeepers turn into Gordon Banks when they play us? Because the number of times we've seen goalkeepers... I mean, that wasn't just well, a joke. But, but I think the the corners are really, really important. They're, they're appalling. And they're appalling. But they're not shots. This is my no, point. No, they're no, not chances, no, but, but are they? But the pressure involved with creating a corner with other teams, even Villa had a corner that they almost scored from. And uh, West Ham we had, had, nine. had two corners um, in the second half, which uh, uh, kept a save from a bullet header. And that, that was all that they had. We, we, we seem to be... It's that thing of, of the momentum created by getting a corner. You think, well, it's going to put even more pressure on the team defending. And we play a rather ridiculous balloon thing yeah. to the, the far but post. Goalkeeper made seven hit saves. Hit the first man. Yeah. But I, th- I, mean, I, I think, think it's part of it. I think if the t- tension was there with the corner being good, yeah. we might then score yeah, it, from, it, the, from the ball coming out. It still you know. didn't stop us creating a no, no, no. full of chances. But they do. It's wonderful. We, you know. That is what makes it such scintill- it's scintillating football. But if you think if you think created. about it, Villa defended brilliantly, but you have to think that getting a third goal, then more would have followed. I know that sounds like an obvious thing to say, but once you get the third goal, yeah, the heads their would heads down, would have gone completely. down. And Game then you, over. Then, then you basically yeah. you get Whereas more goals. I, we, we sat there going, I was absolutely tense game, as a tense thing for the last twenty minutes. You're expecting them to equalise. Yeah. But you know what? Here's the yeah. thing, you know, because as, Val- as with Valencia, it was slightly the, the, yeah. the two halves were slightly different. I felt. Um, I, I remember writing because when I'm watching it at home on the telly, I, I do make notes, and I remember my final note for the first half was we need to work the goalkeeper harder because we weren't. 
we weren't working him hard at all. We were creating chances, but we he, that, he wasn't that, having. That's to, the point I'm making. Yeah, but he, yeah. exactly. But, but second sh- half, yeah. we did. Yeah. No yeah. doubt well, about Frank it. Frank obviously told. We him upped to, it. Up the intensity, didn't went, we? Absolutely. But it's just really weird. I, I, what I think the, the point I was really making was that this is not a new phenomenon. I, I, I seem to think this has been going on for quite a while. And I would love... I'm not a professional footballer. I have no answer. I do not know why. If only we had one at Love Sport that I could ask this minute. <laughs> you know, phone in. Well, you know who you are. Well, you do have knowledge, Gigi. <laughs> yeah, but, I, but I, don't, I can't answer this question. It's no. doing my head in. This is the point. Despite... Despite all of that, he does have Tammy Abraham eleven goals in fourteen mm. appearances. Mm. Who are yeah. the other two players who have scored more in the Premier League for Chelsea in their first fourteen games? Two players. Oh, that's a good question. Ooh, 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 ooh. Bobby Tambling. Premier League. Premier League. Oh, because the football didn't exist yeah, before nineteen ninety-two. No, Jimmy so. Floyd Hasselbank. Nope. Uh, it's not Drogba. Nope. Diego Costa's got to be. Yep. Twelve in twenty fourteen. Fifteen. No. A bit further back. Ida? No. Ooh, Viali. It's not, I'm afraid. He's French. Oh. He also played for another London club. Giroud? No. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is embarrassing that we can't remember. French? French? Signed from Bolton. Signed from Bolton? To Johnson. Ida? He said Ida. 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 No, not Ida. And Ida's not French. Oh, Anelka. 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 Oh, God blimey, love a duck. (laughs) Fancy fancy forgetting St. Nick. (laughs) I'm so sorry. Not a problem at all. Class Uh, act, Anelka. Yeah, a very, very good player. Good one, of course. He also played for Liverpool, and of course, you travel and to City. Merseyside and, and City. Yes, and Arsenal. Yeah, many, Nelka many. Nelka was clubs. the one that that basically was the his penalty, which was very dubious. Was the uh, was the in the only game that we lost in two thousand and eight. Manchester City, four, yeah, four, early Man City, yeah, yeah, Man City away. No, I thought I mean the penalty that he missed in the Champions. League no, no, no. Final. When he was playing against us for City. Oh right, yeah, yeah. right, right Mourinho's right. first season. I think. Anyway, it was. I'm, I'm going to go back to the segue that I was just about to attempt. It was a brilliant segue, completely ignored <laughs> by everybody. But can, sorry, man. Do it again. Go on. He also played for Liverpool, based in Merseyside, of course, which is where Chelsea travel tomorrow on their away day. Let me go to Merseyside. You can indeed. We're going to be talking all about that in a moment. Giving your team a voice. Love Sport Radio. This is the Chelsea Fan Show here on Love Sport. Me, Matt Beadle, with the boys from the Chelsea Fancast. Of course, Chelsea travelling to Everton tomorrow who have been pretty poor recently of course Marco Silva has been sacked Duncan Ferguson in temporary charge which just finds hilarious were you laughing or no 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 I'm just no they're they're going to turn into Brazil 70 tomorrow oh right okay yeah Yeah, it's a given it's a given well interestingly even though they've been poor they've been decent against top six at Goodison to be fair lost only one of their last six Premier League home matches against the established top six as we should say one three drawn two it was only City that beat them in September on the line now delighted to say we have Paul McParland senior writer and Everton correspondent for the brilliant these football times how are you doing Paul I'm doing fine Matt. how are you yourself yeah very well thank you how do you see this game going tomorrow I think it's a different prospect than what what it would have been if uh, Marco Silva still been in charge hmm. uh, so I, I think I'd have been quite pessimistic about Everton's prospects if that had been the case but I think the whole club and the fan base has just been given a massive lift by A, Silver departing, and also B, Duncan Ferguson, who, you know, in, in terms of legendary status, probably compares to Chelsea's Frank Lampard, Bobby Tamling, players like that. Really? Um, so, yeah, yeah, undoubtedly, yes. Well, so will there be lots of long balls with everybody just attempting uh, look, to get on well, the end of it then? I, I mean, I, <laughs> I, I, listen... But mate, I love I love Big Dunk as you know because I spoke to you uh, on a breakfast show the other week and I and I thought I thought you were going to uh, hire Big Dunk before the Liverpool game and we talked about the prospect did, of Big Dunk right, chinning yeah. Jurgen Kopp, which yeah, was yeah. filling me I, with I glee. Like, I like that prospect <laughs> uh, exactly. But uh, I, I've got to say, I mean, Frank Lampard is the record Chelsea goal scorer, played in for England 114 times or something. I mean, Dunk was great for Everton, but I don't think he's as a. I mean, you know, Andy Gray's a bigger legend at Everton, surely, or somebody like Graham Sharp, possibly. I mean, yeah, seriously. I, mean, I think it depends on what generation you're from. I mean, I know certainly for Everton fans under the age of forty, Duncan Ferguson is the one they always refer okay. to as being the legend. I mean, obviously, I'm old now. I do remember you know, some of the legends that you mentioned there. 
such as Gray, uh, such as Andy Gray, Graham Shaw, people like that. It's, but it's, Alex, you it's how... Alex Young for me. <laughs> <laughs> the golden vision. Howard Kendall, I thought you were going to say, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think I thought Blatchford. Ah. Brian Labone, he really means as well. That's one of Jonathan's favourites, I would have thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. There you go. Oh, anyway, yeah. we digress. Well, Carry on. Yeah. So um, it, you, you mentioned about, about you know uh, his status. I think it mainly comes down to the fact that in the mid nineties, when Everton were undergoing a really desperate period, Duncan Ferguson was kind of the shining light that, mm. that, that kept fans going. I mean, I think I mentioned today last Sunday. In his first spell as a player with Everton, he never lost the game against Liverpool. He often right. scored in derby games against yep. Liverpool. So purely on that basis alone, and given where we are in terms of the derby stats at the moment, that's why amongst a large sector of supporters, he does have this legendary status. Yeah. And also, so he, he, he's, he's talismanic. Sorry, he's talismanic, really, to an extent. They look at him and just see, well, he's he's he's. He's going to do something. Chidge wants to say something. Well, I was going to say the great thing is, if you're a Chelsea supporter, is that he's not playing on Saturday. (laughs) Uh, You know, to be honest, mate, if he was playing, I'd probably be even more worried. But let's be really honest here. Let's talk brass tacks. I mean, I know know Dunk's gone up to Everton to do his coaching badges, and I know from what I understand that he's absolutely champing at the bit to have a crack at this. I also know that knowing Big Dunk that he will scare the bejesus out of all of the Everton players and frankly they, they, they've been playing like they needed a rocket up there you know what yeah. will that be enough to beat a Chelsea side who who are at the moment playing pretty well West Ham last week was a blip that was much more like the real deal against Villa in the midweek and they're much better away from home because you know they get I don't know I think it just suits the way they play a lot more so do you think that that will be enough to, 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 you know, really, to frankly pull off a bit of a surprise tomorrow? Well, I mean, I, I think, you know, yourself, you know, for, for, uh, from supporters in Chelsea, the, the difference the atmosphere in the ground can make to all yeah. the team's performance. Yeah. And I just think, you no, know, it's silver being still being in charge tomorrow. The atmosphere would have been, you know, quite, quite depressing and working in Chelsea's favour. I just think tomorrow, the fact that Ferguson you know, is being appointed... The fact he's got his four children still season ticket holes in the Gladys' <laughs> end, you know, we'll be getting behind the dad in the dugout. And I just think the whole place is just will be given a, a massive lift because of that. And, uh, you know, I, I know you said you told me before about, about your goalkeeper, Kepa. I just wonder, you know, if he's been used to playing in this type of intense atmosphere mm. before and how that may or may not affect him. Mm. Well, he was he was all right at Valencia. That was pretty intense, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, I yeah, think he's yeah. experienced for that. Was it that but, but, toxic then under Silver? I hadn't realised it was. He was so hated, was it? it, 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 no, it didn't think that he was any good. I suppose it wasn't the fact he was so hated. I don't think. And, and to be fair, um, the supporters kind of tried to keep their faith in Silver, you know, for, for maybe longer than than he deserved. But the final sort of. Um, the final tipping point was the home game against Norwich, who you know, hadn't like scored in the way goal since this was their first away fixture of the season. Yes. And, and, you know, and played with the Park and Beasts 2 0. And at that stage, you know, I'd never been at Neverton Stadium before, even on the Sam Allardyce, where the crowd joined in with the away fans singing Sacked in the Morning. It's the worst atmosphere. And uh, I, I, I've envisaged in all my time of watching Everton. But it, I, I think it's interesting that. Um... You've got a fantastic record against us uh, at Goodison Park. And and last year, I remember, um, I think I was on the show before we played you, so I, I did a bit of research and I was listening to two guys on some sort of Everton TV thing, or two, yeah. two blokes on a couch. And <laughs> and they were sitting there going, ah, there's no way we're going to win tomorrow. We've, yeah. we were, we've been on a lousy run of form and Chelsea are doing this and Chelsea, I think we've sort of just gone through to the semi-final of the, the Europa League. Mm-hmm. There's no way we're going to win. There's no way they're going to win. And you won 2-0. That's and right. we were rubbish too. Oh, well, mm-hmm. we were rubbish. But, but the bottom line is that Everton came in in worse form than we were in. That's and correct, yet, yes. for for some reason, we 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 seem to struggle at your place. I mean, we we've had a couple of great victories, but I I think in the main, you know, I I don't know whether your point about the crowd, whether it's that or or I don't know. I mean, and I suppose the players tomorrow are really going to be up for it because they're going to want to prove themselves if if Dunk gets the gig till the end of the season. Yeah, I mean, that, that's certainly got to be a factor in, in any any player's minds in terms of you know what their potential future. Is at the club, but I mean, for me tomorrow, the the, you know, the most intriguing uh, aspect of it is what team Ferguson chooses to play and what tactics he, he chooses to uh, to deploy for that game, because certainly 
Now, as you saw from the uh, the bar, there was the derby game on Wednesday night. Tactically, Everton were just, you know, were just, uh, you know, were, were, were almost a shambles on Wednesday evening. You know, the, the high line with, with with the back three just didn't work. I'm sure Chelsea paid lots of attention to that and would try to hit Everton, you know, with, you know, with their control passing football and try to expose the defenders and get them one on one with Tammy Abraham in particular. So I think the tactics of Ferguson Police tomorrow are, are going to be crucial to whether the game turns in Everton's favour or not. Paul, it's been great having you on, boss. Just before you go, a very quick score prediction. Well, if you'd asked me after the derby game, I'd probably have predicted a 3-0 win for Chelsea, boss, uh, filled with a, a, probably a, an unfounded sense of optimism. And given <laughs> Chelsea haven't got the best record of goods in part in recent times, I'm going to think we might just sneak this one 2-1. Lovely stuff. Paul, thank you very much for coming on. That was Paul McParlin, senior Thanks, writer and I'm Everton Paul. correspondent at these Football times. Well, there we go, gents. Good discussion, that chidge. I like your comparisons with the with the Chelsea legends. Please, three one, three Chelsea. one to Chelsea tomorrow. Clayton, um, one all. Oh dear, He's three two, one, one. three two to Blues. <laughs> oh, they're both blue. Help, three two to Everton. No, no, three two to Chelsea. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> At least you get goals. Six point seven shots on target away from home. By the way, this season. So there we go. That's the best record since Jose's first. Is it season. really? Wowzers. Yes, indeed. It is. This has been the Chelsea Fan Show. Brilliant as ever, fellas. Thoroughly Thanks, enjoyed man. your company. We'll see you next Friday at 7pm. Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.